When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's late selection Sunday, 9.45 p.m. Uh, Scott Christofferson's traveling on Monday, so we got we to gotta burn the midnight oil here and talk about the NCAA tournament. The Cyclones are going to play Friday night uh, against the LSU Tigers up in Milwaukee. Man, a lot of really fun storylines about this game. Uh, two pretty similar styles. Uh, LSU coming in without their coach. But as always, we want to thank our friends at MechDine for being the presenting sponsors of the Corner 3 podcast. Uh, check out check out MechDine.com to learn more about them. Scott, how you feel about the draw, man? It's uh, Selection Sunday is like Christmas every single year. I don't think this could have worked out any better for Iowa State, in my opinion. Um, I don't think there's a huge difference in a 10-7 game. Everybody agrees you don't really want to be in the 8-9 because if you do win, now you're playing one of the four best teams in the country. I was hoping they would get an 11 seed. And uh, I think, did we actually talk about this on our podcast? I thought I had said that them matched up in the second round against Wisconsin, if that were to happen, would be like a best case scenario compared or, all things considered as far as how they were playing and what it was looking like their seating would come down to. Mm-hmm. So um, getting to play a team that just lost, you know, just lost its head coach. They've obviously got some distractions going on. Um, they're not, like a juggernaut offensively. There are certainly some concerns uh, in the matchup with LSU, and we can talk about that. But I guess my first thought is, I think this is a best case scenario for Iowa State as far as if your goal is to win a four-team tournament, this is the best chance that they will get. Yeah, I I agree with that. And that was my my first thought is like, man, if they're going to make a run, they got a pretty good setup to be able to do it. You know, and and you don't have to beat a number one team you know, we're one of the four best teams and you don't have to even beat one of the best eight teams. Like Wisconsin was a solid team all year, but if you're coming at it from an Iowa state perspective, I think you got a pretty good draw, you know, and I don't know that I would pick Iowa state to go to the sweet 16, but I think this is their most likely path to potentially be able to get there. Well, and and you're playing a team that outside of Johnny Davis, who national player of the year front runner, potentially. Right. And outside of him is hurt, was hurt last I knew had been, in and right. out. I mean, they don't know if he'd even be able to play after his he got hurt against Nebraska in their last season game. He, yeah, I don't know that they make the tournament without him. Yeah. So you know, you're playing a. It's not like you're playing the three seed Texas Tech Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a nightmare matchup. Which we learned full well last all, Friday. All things Thursday. considered, you know, when you look at the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives, Wisconsin would be somebody I would hand pick as like if we could play a team in the second round, that's the style of team I want to play. They're not overly athletic. They're not overly physical. You know, we've seen what this team is capable of doing to a guy like Keegan Murray, you know, a a dynamic scorer, lottery pick type talent. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's this, before we get ahead of ourselves, they've got to play a lot better than what they have the last three games. This team has played really poorly the last three games. Yeah, outside of a stretch against Baylor when they made the comeback. That was about the only But as far as played. like playing in a game in the back and forth with the pressure on, they've played really poorly when the game's been in reach for them for the last three games. If that doesn't get changed, there's not a team in this tournament they're going to beat. Yeah. So they've got to play better, but, you know, you get an embarrassing loss. You get some time to go home recharge the batteries you're coming into a fresh new season you're not playing in a big 12 game that's a big 12 style of refereeing and playing combination this team is not going to have the knowledge of iowa state that the other teams they've been playing have had i think that this sets up very well for iowa state to win a game and have a, a a team that they can think about beating in the second round i mean again if they play a team the caliber of texas tech in the second round Outside of Texas Tech or a team like that just having the worst day of their season, they're not winning that game. We yeah. saw that against Texas Tech. I think they could beat the Badgers. I, I don't think that that's like out of the realm of possibility if they were to be matched up with them. All right, let's talk about LSU, though. I'm interested in your thoughts 
I don't, I don't know how much you know about the Will Wade situation. Uh, obviously, a lot of that's – yeah, I would say a lot of that stuff. I, I would say that you should go and read up on some of it. And, I, you know, we've talked about this before. You just obviously didn't follow college basketball as closely as a lot of other people did, you know, for, for quite a while. It's really interesting uh, how all of those things kind of went and the way, the way that they stuck by him as long as they did. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you think is the impact of not having your head coach and not having your associate head coach? So of your normal four staff members, you're down two of them going into win or go home time. Yeah. So Brent was sharing a little bit about this with me. It sounds like this is something they've been looking into for a number of years, almost five years. Yeah, it'd been a and, long, yeah. You know, I'll be honest as a player, just kind of thinking back to what I was like in my mindset, is it a distraction? Sure. But you're this far into the season. You guys have been playing together for months. Like we only get so many chances to go play in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Okay. Will Wade's not here and it's a different guy. Like I'm kind of like, all right, let's get a plan together and we can go and play this game and kind of, we try to galvanize ourselves around this. Now, the part that I'm kind of curious and we'll never know until years after the fact, and Brent kind of alluded to that this being a little bit older of a situation. I just wonder, look, guys that cheat tend to not stop cheating. That's just kind oh, of yeah, the no. way that it is. No, and that, and that was what I thought, you know, what I read through the portions of, or I read through the pieces that were put out by other media members of the notice of allegations and some of the things that were in there, what I think is going to be a problem for LSU. I mean, and especially be a problem for Will Wade. I'd be shocked if he ever coaches division one college basketball again, is that after four head coach or four assistant coaches across the country and a couple other guys that were involved in this deal, one from Adidas and one that was just like an advisor after they were arrested, he continued to be involved in some of these things. And that would be very concerning to me from an LSU perspective is that he didn't quit doing illegal things after everybody had been caught for doing illegal things. So right. like, that's, that's what I don't, like it, again, like you said, we're never going to know. And if we do, it won't be for a long time, but there's just, there's a lot of things that don't add up here. It was well, a matter of time for him to be fired eventually. And I imagine that even some players are probably like, okay, well, we probably, we kind of knew that this was going to happen at some point, you know? And again, this is something that I'm completely speculating on, but just, I mean, I played for a lot of different coaches and you, you know, you go and you meet players from different programs and you hear stories. I'm just telling you coaches that cheat don't ever stop cheating. Mm -hmm. They might try to come up with new, more innovative ways to cheat, but they don't stop cheating. I more think about this from this lens of the guys that he got to come to the school still now that the FBI and NCAA are saying, Hey, like this is, this is real. And this is coming down. I just wonder if there isn't maybe guys on that team that potentially are there for reasons other than just basketball and their education. And if that's the case, now all of a sudden you're starting to think in the back of your mind, like, dang, is this going to come down on me someday? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm speculating a little bit here. For all I know, all these guys could be squeaky, squeaky clean recruits, but I'm just telling you, I've been around college basketball long enough to know guys that cheat don't stop cheating. And I, I, I would be very surprised if Will Wade had stopped cheating in the last five years. Yeah. What, what kind of, what does not having, again, like, what do you think not having that guy? I mean, that's just a lot of manpower you're losing when you don't have your head coach and you don't have your head assistant. Like, that's, that's going to be a I mean, tough I think position it's, to be in. I think it is, but – and again, without knowing the personalities of their team, I, I, yeah. I would think you've probably got a few players that can bring the team together and say, hey, we're going to come together over this. We're going to put together a plan. We're going to go out there and play. I would be surprised if they just came out and laid an egg because of just the coach leaving. Um, but is it a distraction? Is it something they all have to deal with and talk about and be asked about all week and – you know, can it weigh on you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be, that would be really tough. I feel bad for the guys that are on this team because I, you would just think that 
you know, especially if you're like a senior and you get all the way through your career and then this happens, like that just be really, that would suck. I feel bad. Well, for in the, the back kids. of your mind, you're just, well, is this even going to matter? If, if, if we come out and play and we win, is this going to be taken away from us someday? You know what I mean? Like there's right. just all of a sudden these doubts that come into your mind. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the details of it, but I'm not a big fan of, uh, cheating in in college athletics and and the dirty dealings that do take place unfortunately so i don't have a whole lot of empathy for the program of lsu but i do feel for the players individually especially the guys that have done things the right way and you know are there for the right reasons that are having a golden opportunity not taken away but certainly maybe tainted from them i do feel a lot of empathy for them because Again, I just, I, I don't think that I'm not a big fan of cheating in college athletics. Yeah. My concern with this game is that we've talked a lot about the Texas tech and things like that. And the kind of, and how if Iowa state plays against a team that is similar to Iowa state. I mean, if you look at the numbers and I've got Ken Palm pulled up right now, LSU has the number five adjusted defensive efficiency in the country. Iowa state's number 10. Uh, LSU is number two in uh, forcing turnovers defensively. Iowa state is number six. Uh, they, both put people on the free throw line a lot. Uh, they both are good at defending the three point line. So like these yeah. are, these are teams that are very similar. You know, when you look at the numbers and the statistics of it, the only difference is that LSU plays a little bit faster offensively. And so that, that is my concern is yeah. this is a, these are two teams that are very, very similar uh, and are going to really try and get after you and guard you if you're going to bet this game, bet the under, like, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be scoring in the seventies, you know, or in the eighties, this is going to be a low scoring game where it, every basket is going to matter a lot. And that's what concerns me is it, it's going to come down to how well can Iowa state take care of the basketball. Or I think, I think it really comes down to which of these two teams takes care of the basketball because Iowa state right now offensively is 300th in the country in turnover percentage. LSU offensively is number 304 in turnover percentage. So it's the exact, like this game could have a million turnovers in it, you know? Yeah. I, I, if I'm Iowa state, I'm putting a lot of stock in the film of the TCU LSU game. TCU beat them by 10. You know, we're not the exact same team as them, but a similar style, rugged blue collar, want to ugly the game up. I think this game will come down to, uh, how well can Iowa state rebound? This is not a team that has a lot of above the rim rebounders. LSU is a very long and athletic team. They've got to break even there. They've got, it's got to be close. We can't get out rebounded by 10, 10 plus rebounds. And then how well can we create quality looks offensively? And I think about this, like when we played West Virginia in that game, I felt like as the game wore on, I'm like, Iowa state's going to win this game because they were getting decent looks at the basket. And when that happens, you can go on a run, which is exactly what we saw happen. When you're playing against Oklahoma State and you can't help but turn the ball over or throw up step-back clanks, and that's all you're getting, and then you make a couple of them, how are you going to get to 65? It's not going to happen. So I if watch the first five to ten minutes of this game and check out the quality of looks Iowa State's getting on offense and how well they're rebounding the ball. And you'll probably have a pretty good idea of the, is this going to be another big 12 grinder where we struggle to get to 50 or is this going to be more of the flavor we saw early in the season where we're able to will our way to 65 or 70 and we're able to really put a lot of pressure on them, turn them over, create that into points. I think that to me is what I'm, I've been saying, I can't wait to see them play a non big 12 team and then they get matched up against LSU, but I still think it could be different than what we've seen the last couple of months for a couple of reasons, officiating and scouting. Having played in the NCAA tournament, what what is this week like for Iowa State and the so players? So much fun. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that if you're Iowa State, here's what I hope. You throw away the last couple of weeks. You're here. This is a new season. Turn the film on and lock into your game plan. Like, I'm talking about the hyper focus that we had when we took the court against Iowa earlier this year, mm -hmm. where it's just like, it's game on. We're not giving you an inch on any pos possession ever. And that's hard to do game after game throughout the course of the season. Like that's hard to replicate game, game after game in big 12 play. 
but we're past that now. Now it's just win or go home, win or go home, four team tournaments. You can bring that back now. That is what I think needs to happen for this team over the next couple of days is these guys just need to do away with the last couple of weeks, lock into this game, bring back that energy, that intensity, get things going a little bit offensively. And I think they can actually have a really nice showing for themselves here. I don't know how far they'll go, but they can, they can have a really nice showing for themselves here in the NCAA tournament. I think the thing we've learned with this team too, is that when the sense of urgency is heightened yes. and, and your back is against the wall, everybody's back is against the wall in the NCAA tournament. It's win or yes. go home. You only got one. There's only two options. So that's what encourages me a little bit is that we know that what this team has been able to do in moments when they have to go and win, you know, and right. obviously Brooklyn was an example of that a little bit different, but you know, kind of an example. Uh, and then, you know, even that stretch where they had to win four in a row to be able to make it into the NCAA tournament and they went and did it, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. that's what, I expect to see that kind of sense of urgency from this team. Not, you know, there's been Iowa State teams in the past where they get into the, you didn't know on a given night what you were going to get from them, but it wasn't because of whether or not they were going to play hard or something like that. It was just like, is this team going to be locked in or not? I don't have any questions about whether or not this team will be locked in with knowing, man, we have to come out and play well. Otherwise we're going home. And the fact that they just got embarrassed to, yeah. Yeah, I think also bodes well in the sense of just they're going to want to be they're going to want to put together a good showing for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, all right. Were there any other games or matchups, other games for the Big 12 teams that really jumped out at you when you looked at the bracket? Trying to think. I mean, I, I think the Big 12 is going to show well for itself. I, I really like Texas Tech. I'm picking them to go to the final four probably means they'll lose in the first round the way that I pick, but, uh, and they'll get called like for Kansas, 7 million I mean, fouls in the first round, their first Kansas round. Kansas has, you know, every yeah. year, I feel like you say this about Bill self. He's got this team playing really good basketball. Uh, as long as, uh, their big guy who has got the foot injury, I forget his name off the top of my head. As long as he's healthy, Lightfoot, yeah, Lightfoot, I really like their chances. Um, you know, Baylor, same thing. If Baylor can get healthy this week and, and come into this week with uh, their guards being healthy and ready to rock and roll, I really like them. I mean, the, the top three teams in this league, I think, are going to perform really well. Uh, TCU, I like them in their matchup. I picked against, picked against Texas, and uh, I'm, I'm a homer, but I'm going to pick Iowa State against LSU, excuse me. So I think, I think this will be a good, a good weekend for the Big 12. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too. It should be fun. We'll have you on again this week. Uh, I, I hope that we can figure out a way to connect uh, when we're up in your neck of the woods, but I know you got a lot going on, so that, that might make it tough. Absolutely, man. Always, uh, always fun. And let's, uh, we'll touch base soon too and figure out a way to connect. Yeah, for sure. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to bring on and, and do something a, a little bit different when we come back on corner three. All right. We're going to do something different here now on corner three. Uh, Scott and I have done some actual basketball analysis and now we have the crossover event that nobody ever knew they wanted. Honestly, I'm not sure it's a crossover event that anybody actually does want, but we're getting no it. One asked for it. Nobody yeah, Jeff, asked for it. Jared. Jeff Woody, I asked for it. Jeff Woody from football and random things is here. He was on the radio show a couple weeks ago. And before we got off the call, he said, I want to do a NCAA tournament podcast with Scott Christopherson. So now here's Jeff Woody. Uh, Scott and Jeff have never met each other. And I think Scott has no idea what's coming for him in the next. No uh, idea. I think that this takes, have you, did you listen to football and random things at all? I mean, you don't, the answer can be no. And I am not. Yep, no, I, I have not. No. Nope. And that's fine. But I think what would the listener probably knows, like this is some dramatic irony. It's sort of like, you know, there's like a killer behind the corner mm -hmm. and like the people are shouting at the person like, Hey, don't go around that corner. Jared knows what's up. The audience probably knows what's up. I know what's up, but you probably don't have any idea of what kind of dumb shit that you're about to get yourself into. So I am, <laughs> this is what, this is the random things part of football and random things. So I, I have really just not had a ton of time over the last couple of months. Like we were talking about before I came on to kind of get more into other stuff. Iowa state on the podcasting with the cyclone fanatic stuff. I just had really haven't at the time, but when you say random things, like what type of random things do you guys get into? Oh, you're you about to learn. You don't. Okay. Know. Okay. You were about to learn. <laughs> Scott, like how, you know how you and I do a podcast and we come in and we do, you know, we, we'll do 25, 30 minutes. It's going to, but it's going to be a really 
you know, it's going to be a meaty 25 or 30 minutes. We're going to cover yep. a lot of things. We're going to really get to the heart of some issues. Jeff and I do those things, but we do it in like an hour and a half. Okay. And uh, we also talk about a lot of things that are incredibly irrelevant uh, <laughs> and just kind of see where it goes. So, and a lot of times it comes like a really roundabout way. Like I, I'm, I'm not one for a direct. It's usually yeah. like a, it's like a Mr. Miyagi thing where like you can take this, you know, once you get are able to snatch the stone from my hand. So like you have to earn the point that I'm trying to provide on this thing. So I, I don't know. I just so should I grab another beer before we do this? Is that what you're telling me is <laughs> if you grab another beer, you might be better off. I mean, nobody's ever going to tell you not to have another beer, I, it, at least on this podcast. Uh, I right. feel confident in that one. Um, well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna pick this bracket. I told you guys before we came on. I, I got back from Ames literally 15 minutes ago. Did a 10 minute hit with uh, Chris and Brent, and now we're here. So uh, this is gonna be my first time looking at the entire bracket, but I think that that will be uh, that will make it a little bit more fun. So uh, Jeff, you have also picked your bracket. Yeah, I have. Well, I actually, haven't picked it all the way through. I haven't even looked at the matchups necessarily, but I have done a ton of homework. Um, so I think Scott's probably going to pick his bracket based on at least a gut feel of like what each style, like school style will generally do yep. with it. So one of the things that I enjoy doing because like the ESPN bracket app, you know, the bracketology, whatever it does, it lets you, you can pick like 15 different brackets. I always do one. That's like what I think is going to happen. And I haven't even pretended to start sitting that one down. Then I'll do other ones that are like, which logo is the bluest. And like, usually that one does pretty well because Duke, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, they're all Gonzaga, they're all blue. And so like by the, for the most part, you can just randomly pick and it's going to be in like the top third. But my favorite one is the mechanism that we'll, I'll be using for this one, which is the mascot fights bracket. And I don't mean like Psy versus someone else, as in literally what would happen if a tropical cyclone ran into a tiger? Like, what does that look like and who would win that matchup? And that's the only determination on who advances. The, the warning I'll give the listener, not a lot of great things happen to dogs. There's a lot of dogs. They're really cute. But a lot of times that doesn't end up very well when they go up against other matchups. Just Mother saying. Nature tends to outperform her seed, I would think. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. The Cyclones are great in this bracket. Well, now we, I guess that we've got that, uh, that little preamble out of the way. Let's, uh, <laughs> we'll start things off with, uh, well, Speaking of dogs, uh, number one overall seed in the whole tournament, uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs playing the Georgia State Panthers uh, in the one versus 16 game. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick Gonzaga. Scott, you're, I would imagine you're going to pick Gonzaga too because you're not going to pick this like an idiot. But, Jeff, what, what's your analysis of this basketball game? <laughs> really, if you think a Panther wouldn't thrash a Bulldog, I mean, Bulldogs are tough and all, but there's no way. Panthers 100% Georgia State. Lock it in. All right, the Boise State Broncos and the Memphis Tigers. Uh, I know that Memphis is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Been playing really great ball ever since Imani Bates left the team. Uh, Tyler Harris, former Iowa State player, uh, has been having a, a great year in his second stint with the Tigers. So I, I'll ride with, that, with them on this one. Scott, you've seen Memphis up close and personal, but it's not quite the not quite the same. Is what it was. Uh, when it you is saw not. It. I I'm with you on Memphis. I think that uh, Amani Bates. Uh, maybe we'll have his name called in a lottery, uh, the draft lottery someday. But I don't think he was great for that team. I think anybody that listened to me call the game with Chris Williams on the radio probably picked up on that. I thought he helped Iowa State a lot more than he hurt him. So I I'm with you. I'm going to go Memphis on that one. I think nature has a pretty good pretty good grip on this one. I feel like a tiger and a bronco. They're not natural predator prey situation. But if you were to just drop a tiger in the middle of just a field with a Bronco, I, that doesn't go well for the Bronco. Advantage tiger. All right. I feel UConn. like this is one of those like random afternoon Sundays where you're just binge watching the animal planet, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like naked and afraid or discard, you know, like something like that. Like that's what I feel like we're getting a little flavor of, which being we're doing this on a Sunday is probably fitting. I imagine that it would be one of those scenes where you, uh, you know, they, they show the horse like walking around and it's really majestic and beautiful. And then all of a sudden you just see the tiger lurking in the grass and you're like, Oh, out of no. nowhere. And just oh, out no. of nowhere. Right. It, it, oh no, this is not going to end well for this, for this beautiful, majestic horse. Uh, all right. UConn taking on New Mexico state uh, Huskies going up against the Aggies. 
I actually think I'm going to take New Mexico State in this game because I watched them play the other night. I really I thought that they they're a tough team. They've got uh, Teddy Allen, who was uh, at Nebraska, was has been at uh, now West Virginia, Wichita State, Nebraska, uh, Western Nebraska Community College, and now back to New Mexico State. So I'll take uh, I'll take the Aggies in this game. Scott, you're you confident think? he'll still be at next New Mexico State by the time this game is played? Uh, I guess that's up for debate considering. He's been very prolific. I, I imagine Teddy has done <laughs> has been great for business for moving companies across the country. I will go with UConn. I I think that I watched them play earlier in the season a few times. Really like their coach. Uh, I think they've got a team that uh, can make a run. Jeff, do you know what a Lobo is? They're not the Lobos. The New Mexico State Lobos, right? No, they're the Aggies. New Mexico. This is this is this, this is, is great like, analysis. So the Aggies would be a uh, guy on a horse. Mm-hmm. with gun guy on a horse with gun versus horse or excuse me versus a uh, dog that again i apologize for the listener but guy on horse with gun advantage all right no <laughs> the four the four seated uh arkansas razorbacks taking on the vermont catamounts uh vermont obviously a mainstay in the ncaa tournament at this point always goes 17 and one in the america east conference uh, I'm going to take Arkansas in this game, though. Either I don't care who wants to go. Jeff, you can go. <laughs> Do you know what a catamount is? Uh, isn't it just like a bobcat or something? It's like a mountain lion. It's like a okay. northeastern mountain lion. So you have a mountain lion and a wild – I mean, razorbacks are mean. So I'm, le- I'm legitimately tempted to take the razorback because those bastards – I mean, you have to – if you're hunting a razorback, it is not an easy task. But I just feel like there's a the natural – Again, predator prey here. This is going back to Animal Planet. There is anytime you have claws versus someone who doesn't have claws, advantage panther. Scott? I, I'll go with Arkansas in a much less in-detailed analysis. <laughs> uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't know how Jeff's going to handle this one with the play-in game. I'm just going to assume that Alabama is going to go, is going to win, even though uh, they've been – right up there with Iowa state is one of the most inconsistent teams in the country. I think Alabama could either go to the final four or lose by 20 in the first round to anybody they play. So just because we don't know who they're going to play for the sake of this conversation, I'm just going to take the crimson tide. I'm going to go with the winner of that Rutgers Notre Dame game. I'm kind of with you. Alabama has been really up and down. And I just think this is one of those that uh, you show up on the wrong day and lay and have a stinker and it, it mm-hmm. can be all, all for them. So I'll, I'll take the, the winner of that Rutgers Notre Dame game. Okay, Jeff, I imagine that whichever one, I, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick to win that 11 game or that 11 versus 11 playing game. And I would, I'm going to guess that they would probably win your, this game as well for you. Yeah. See, this one's also weird. Like one of the things that I like to do when I go through this bracket and it's sort of silly, but sort of just fun, uh, like fun fact is crimson tide. What in the hell, how did they get the name crimson tide? And what then, in order to figure that out, you have to like go back a little bit. So this is sort of how Iowa State got Cyclones, where they used to be the Cardinals. And then some sports writer said they, you know, they ran through like a hurricane. So it was the Auburn-Alabama game in 1906 when all of the Alabama's crimson and white jerseys were just turned into crimson. And so they were rushing down the field like a crimson tide. So basically what the crimson tide is, is just a football team in 1906. Like that's the only way that you can du- justify what that is. So given the fact now, granted any of the playing games, I just watch Cause I don't really, you know, you can't pick who's going to win. So it changes the matchup dramatically. So the crimson tide automatically go to the next round, but the, uh, the crimson tide are really just a football team from 1906. That is the only way that you can describe what the crimson tide are and big Al, the elephant that came in, that didn't happen until the 1950s when one of uh, a student at an Alabama game, made noise or uh, there was a, a bunch of noise in the stadium. So he just yelled out, basically, it sounds like an elephant is coming and a sports writer sound put or heard that put it in his story. So Alabama has two names and neither one of them means anything. So they get a bye to the next round, but it's basically football team from 1906. End of story. That is the most sports writer thing I think I've ever heard. And, and, and here's the better part. Who knows if it's true because until like the 1970s sports writers were drunk all the time. So who knows if those half those stories are even real? I, yeah, I think most of them are made up. Somebody <laughs> just came up with something and they were like, there was another drunk guy in the booth that just recorded mm-hmm. in his journal and didn't actually go into the story, but that's just how, you know, Bob Jones figured out how it was going to be written. All right. Texas tech and Montana state. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm having Texas tech it, into the elite eight. 
So oh. uh, I'm I've taking him to the final four. Oh, so man. spoiler alert. Okay. There we go. It's happening. Jeff, what, what, what do you gun. think? It's, I mean, it's a, a bobcat, tough animal, but guy with gun advantage. Move on. Uh, Michigan State and Davidson. What even is, what's Davidson? They're, they're wildcats. Wildcats. So yeah, that's There are right. a lot of wildcats in this bracket. All just right. as an FYI. Spartans and wildcats. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, the guy literally has armor and a spear. Come on. Okay. Human and weapon. Yeah, fair enough. And Tom Izzo in March. Yeah. And you're foolish if you pick against him at least. You got to at least give him one game. All right. Well, I'm going to pick Davidson uh, in this okay. one. Uh, the, I've actually saw that the Wildcats were favored on the opening line. Uh, oh, wow. Man, talk about a team that loves to shoot the three-pointer. Scott, you would fit in well, I think, with the Davidson Wildcats. They, they really leaned into their identity after some guy named Steph Curry came through. Uh, <laughs> all right. Duke and Cal state Fullerton. Uh, I'm, I don't think that coach K's career is going to end at the hands of, uh, of Fullerton. So I'll, uh, I imagine you agree, Scott. Well, I, I don't think so either, but let's just hope that if they can, they can find it in their, in themselves to shake their hands on their way out of the gym. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, Duke, they do things the right way until they lose and then they don't do them the right way. Yeah, most then of the time. Yeah. Then, then they pouting. don't do it the right way most of the time. But uh, wh what's a, what about a blue devil versus a Titan? So uh, again, just actually doing some factual research. So the, uh, what do you guys know what a blue devil is? It's not <laughs> a demon that exists in the underworld, a blue devil. They named themselves after a world war one era soldier that existed in the French Alps. So it is an Alpine soldier. So again, guy with gun, but the disadvantage here is a Titan is literally a God in like Roman and Greek mythology. So you have a God versus Alpine soldier with gun in advantage. This, this one's a pretty clear advantage of the God wins over guy with gun. So assuming that everything's real. Yeah. I don't think this is really a fair matchup and Cal state Fulton has a really strong chance to advance very far in this bracket. All right, Baylor moving into the, the, I think this is the, what the Southeast region. Uh, I told you, you're, Scott, you're in some dumb shit. That's what no, I, I, now, you know what? I, I am going to get another beer. <laughs> He, he really got up and walked Actually away. Got up and left. <laughs> he did. He really this got up the, and walked away. I, this is I the like high it. point of my career. I will say this is the high point of my podcasting career that I forced someone mid episode to go get a beer. because It was so ridiculous. There's been a lot of, if we didn't record at like 10 in the morning, usually, I think there would have been a lot of times where I, I would have been in a similar situation. Uh, all right. To the Southeast region, uh, Baylor playing Norfolk state. I don't, I actually have seen Norfolk State play in person before, but I don't know what their mascot is. So I, I'm taking Baylor because, I, again, I think the Bears are very good. And I think the fact that they lost early in the Big 12 tournament will be helpful for them. But do you agree with that, Scott? I do. Yeah, especially being they've had the injuries that they've had. And if they can get healthy, they've got really good guards. They've got mm -hmm. enough, you know, like uh, they, they've got enough inside. And I think this time of year, good guards tend yeah. to advance. Jeff? Uh, Norfolk state is the Spartans as well. There's another okay. Spartan, yeah. but, uh, the bear that was the, that Baylor bears remodeled after was a grizzly bear. So I, you can stab a grizzly bear like 53 times and it's still going to come at you. So, uh, the Baylor bears advantage. All right. North Carolina and Marquette in an eight, nine game. Uh, I'm going to take North Carolina. They're playing really good ball right now with, uh, with Hubert Davis. And I, I think that they're, uh, they're going to get on into that in that second round. Scott. I'm with you on that. I, yeah. I would agree that they're starting to peak at the right time. And seems like Marquette really got hot there for a while. Not that they're playing terrible, but uh, yeah. I think North Carolina is getting hot at the right time. All right, Jeff. Do you know where Tar Heel came from? Again, I'm just, this is, this is learning. This is the random things, but this is also educational. So Tar Heel in the colonial times was a big, North Carolina was a big place where they made ships. And so in order to make ships with wood, you have to cover them in tar. And so it used to be a derogatory term that people used towards those that made ships and said that you were a Tar Heel because you had to walk through that to get to work. And so then people that lived in North Carolina turned that around and essentially used that derogatory term as a term of endearment to say that I am from North Carolina. So really that is guy with tar on his heel. Like that's literally exactly what it seems like. Uh, and then the golden eagles so I, I i feel like an eagle would probably win that just based on like trajectory and like the ability to fly around 
And there's nothing really special about a guy with tar on his heel other than the fact that he's just a human. Yeah, so, a whole new meaning to getting stuck in the mud, right? Oh, there you go. Ah, that's a solid dad joke. Uh, <laughs> go. I'm going to take Marquette here. Uh, uh, eagles are also protected animals, so, I mean, a Tar oh, Heel would be, would be prosecuted. If yeah, were to it, what are the laws? Jeff, are, are, how do the laws on endangered species factor into <laughs> you filling out this bracket? That, I think that's an important thing we should know going into this. That's true, and uh, if there is anything that is you know, if there is something that's endangered, is it litigious afterwards? Like, are you going to get found out that you did kill an eagle and then you have to go before the courts and ultimately the eagle's family wins based on the, the lawsuit that you're going to get? I think I normally just go with the battle. Just, just straight up like Street Fighter. Straight up battle, yeah. NCAA's got their hands full with LSU anyway, so they, they don't have time to prosecute and get with the FBI, so. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, the St. Mary's Gales uh, will play the winner of a 12 12- uh, first four game between 12 seeds, Wyoming and Indiana, the two last teams into the NCAA tournament. Uh, I really like St. Mary's, so I'm going to take them in this game. I like the way that they play with Randy Bennett. Uh, I think that that's going to be one where uh, the Gales are going to have a chance, I think, to make it to the Sweet 16. I'm with you on them winning this game. Okay. Jeff? They, because they have a playing game, they get a bye, but a Gale is literally a person who speaks Gaelic, so it's an Irish guy from, like, the 1600s. Hmm. All right, the UCLA... <laughs> I don't have anything. I have, that's outside of that's an interesting fact. That's all I have to say. Yeah, and I, I believe the Irish, the Irish and the Scottish from that time period were true. notorious fighters yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and very good fighters. If I, if I know that correctly, well, have you seen Braveheart or do they fight? I have, Braveheart? Not. Oh. I have not seen Braveheart. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I guess I can't. That's the end of that reference. Uh, all right. <laughs> UCLA and Akron. Sorry, Jared. No, it's okay. It's okay. UCLA and Akron. Uh, we saw last year what UCLA can do during this tournament. They really defend. Obviously, you got uh, uh, a couple of really good players with Tiger Campbell and uh, Haquez and all those guys. So I'll take UCLA in this one. I think Mick Cronin's teams are just built to play in the tournament. I would agree again. Jeff. I, this is so much I, part of the fun of this, as you can probably guess with my glee in describing stupid crap is uh, UCLA Bruin. Bruin is just another name for a bear. So, I mean, that's a bear. Uh, Akron, the Zips. This is the dumbest name. I, and no offense to anyone who did go to Akron or has family that went to Akron, but it's the dumbest mascot name. So this is according to Akron, UA Akron or University of Akron.edu. Uh, one of the more memorable nicknames in intercollegiate athletics, the Zips, belongs to the University of Akron. In 1927, a campus-wide contest was conducted to choose a nickname for the university's athletic teams. Student Margaret Hamlin suggested Zippers, which was also the name of a popular rubber overshoe sold by Akron's B.F. Goodrich Company. In 1950, then-athletic director Ken Red Cochran shorted the name to Zips. It's literally a shoe. It is a zipper over top of a shoe versus a bear. Well, I guess that pretty tells self-explanatory. Us all, yeah, so that's pretty self-explanatory. I guess that's all that tells us everything we need to know. Uh, Texas uh, and Virginia Tech in a six eleven game. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm looking forward to attending Chris Beard's press conference uh, on Friday or on Thursday, so that I can ask him about Iowa State and have him get pissed at me again, like he did uh, three years ago the last time. It's it, now it's a tradition for me and Chris Beard for me to piss him off during his press conference. I guess so. Uh, I'm taking Texas in this one. I think that their guards are too good to, to lose in the first round. I'm, I'm standing up for Jared and Chris Beard's uh, disrespect of his questions in the past, and I'm going Vatek. Okay, there we go. That, that They are a hot team. Uh, beat Duke the other night for the ACC title. Jeff? Uh, a Longhorn, just big cattle, Longhorns, versus a Hokie, which is a fighting chicken. Advantage Longhorn. Is a Hokie a chicken or is it a turkey? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's more of like a combat. And I don't know. I, I always thought it was a turkey, but I, I mean, I didn't, I certainly have not done the research on this that you have. So I would take your word over. I, didn't, mine. I, I, didn't dig, I did actually not dig into the Hokies. Uh, that was just based on years in past when they've made the tournament past when I've done this bracket for myself. It okay. Was just cursory research. So it could be a turkey, but anyway, small flightless bird versus longhorn. And we've seen what we've seen what Bevo can do to someone when he tried to attack Uga at the sugar bowl a couple of years ago. <laughs> which was bordering on being a national emergency. Uh, <laughs> all right, Purdue taking on Yale, another bulldog. Uh, I'm taking Purdue, though. I think that the, And I think that that would be a fantastic round of 32 matchup between them and Texas. 
What do you think, Scott? Uh, I will also take Purdue. I like their chances in this tournament to make a little bit of a run. Mm -hmm. Jeff? Uh, Boilermaker is an engineer that works on a train. And you have, so basically just a, it's an engineer versus a bulldog. This is one of the few times when it, I will actually take advantage of dog on this one. So congratulations to the first dog to advance to the second round. All right. Uh, Murray State and San Francisco. Uh, I'm taking the racers right here primarily because it sets up a fantastic round of 32 matchup. Uh, and I, I can safely say I have not watched a ton of Ohio Valley basketball this year, but I'm, I'm riding with Murray state. Who's been playing really good ball. Apparently uh, Scott, I, I got Murray state as well, Jeff, the, the racers, racers and the Dons. The, the Again, learning where these names come from. So the racers are just because in there, they just have a, a, a close relationship with racehorses. So it's literally a racehorse. That's just where it comes from. Uh, and then the Dons, it used to be the gray mist. What San Francisco used to be the gray mist until they said, well, that's kind of depressing. And then they switched it to be the Dons after Don Francisco de Aro, which was the founder of San Francisco, which is basically just a Spanish guy with like a Zorro mask. Uh, they kind of zazzed it up a little bit, but guy with horse versus horse. I feel like guy with horse is naturally going to win that, even though, I mean, it's a probably more athletic horse, but I'm just going to go the Don's because it's kind of innately, he had already conquered a horse. So I think the Don's in this case, I hope if nothing else, people learn at least some fun. <laughs> Jeff, I was just going to say, you know, I can tell you're a history guy. Oh, absolutely. I think that Iowa state could bring you on as a visiting professor and you could tie in history, college athletic mascots and, and there could be a course there for Iowa State students that you do on like a, you know, once a semester type of basis. Cause this is a, I mean, this is very well done. I think this that is, this, it would move up there with the wine class as being one of the most sought after classes to get into. Every, I, every I also took a badminton class my senior year class champion. Uh, so if they, if badminton can be a course, I would think that, that this could be a course at Iowa state that the uh, history of intercollegiate athletics and as it pertains to mascot and then you could yeah. tie in also your knowledge of history into that as well that's a great if, idea if, right there listening at the university i'm down i'm 100 down for this uh consider me shocked that the division one athlete won the badminton class at iowa state that <laughs> 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 right, one that one really blows me away uh all right kentucky and st peter's like I said, sets up a great round of 32 matchup between Kentucky and Murray State. I imagine that those two teams have not played each other very often. And uh, I think that would be very fun uh, for those two teams from the state of Kentucky to go head to head. So I'm taking the Wildcats. Same. I got Kentucky as well. I like your analysis on the first round thus far, Jared. We've been pretty spot on. Yeah, you, Amir, you basically just, it's okay. You you can be honest. I tell you everything you know. So you just, you listen to no, me. No, that's pretty. So the thing about everybody got to understand, the reason that we only have a half hour as opposed to the hour and a half you do, you yeah. guys do, is we come on for an hour. Jared tells me what I need to know and what I'm supposed <laughs> to say. We study it for a while. And then we, we get on it. and we get it yeah. in 30 minutes. So yeah. that, that yeah. I mean, I don't, spoiler alert, we're at the end of the season, but we're just going to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one rehearsal. Jared yells at you halfway through. You didn't get the lines right. You have to go back and redo it. It's correct. It's fine. All right. The Wildcats. And I, I want to say the Peacocks. Isn't that what they St. Peter's is? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, you can just move on. It's yeah. Just move on. Wild Kentucky into the next round, uh, Arizona, and Wright State or Bryant. I was actually surprised to see Bryant on the 16 line. Uh, they've got the nation's leading scorer and play a pretty fun brand of basketball, but uh, Arizona will be into into the round of 32 here. Same. Yep. Automatically just, it's the, any of the tie-ins, it just give it a buy. So Arizona makes this, I didn't even look at what Wright State and Bryant are. Just, I, I apologize for missing that. If I'm going to teach a course, I have to make sure that I do more research on this. I'm taking TCU over Seton Hall in the uh in the eight nine game there i i i really like tcu's team i think that they're going to be a problem here in the next couple of years eddie lampkin is going to be a load for big 12 teams and i i yeah I, i'm taking tcu to beat seton hall in this one get the matchup with arizona what do you think Scott? i agree and when you follow the big 12 and you see what jamie dixon has done down there and how they outperformed what a lot of people thought they would do this year it's hard to not pick them in an eight nine match if i don't I'm not going to lie and say I know a ton about Seton Hall, but I, right. I'm giving TCU the nod on this one too. Uh, pirate versus a frog. Do we even need to ask Jeff? No. I, okay. I, the, only, the only piece of pseudo-relevant information that is not completely random 
just one thought that I guess from listening to what most of you guys have, because a lot of my basketball information comes from you two and then a lot of what Brent and Chris would provide. But one of the things that going into the tournament as a, just a casual fan, uh, I'm really interested to see, because I feel like the big 12 will go in one of two directions and probably not a lot of space in the middle is if you're so used to beating the hell out of each other and the refs not being able to call every single foul, because there's 13 fouls on any given play that you're used to that brand of basketball and then you get into the tournament and then they start calling those fouls because the other team isn't matching that physicality. Then all of a sudden you have Eddie Lampkin with four fouls in 13 minutes of play and all that becomes really challenging. Or the other side of it is the referees are calling it roughly the same where, you know, they're going to give you a little bit of physicality mm -hmm. and let you play the rest of it. Then the other team is going to have no way of matching the physicality of the conference unless they're from the big 10 or the sec so like, I feel like the big 12 is either going to do exceptionally well or exceptionally poorly and start getting into like, so like the ref, I feel like refereeing has a huge deal with every one of the big 12 teams because of how they've had to play for the last three months. This concludes my only relevant information that I'm bringing to the podcast. All right. Uh, the Houston Cougars and the UAB Blazers. I'm actually very interested to hear Jeff's thoughts on this one. Uh, a Cougar versus a dragon. What, what do we think? Okay, the, the UAB is probably, again, like the Titans and the Dragons, or the Blazers, but Dragon, for ease of view. They, I mean, how do you possibly beat that? You have to have some serious firepower to take down a Dragon. However, is it like Mushu, or is it Mushu? Is that the name of the Dragon from Mulan, who's like yeah. this big? Is yeah. it like that, or are we talking like Smaug? Like, what, what version of Dragon are we talking about? Game I'm of guessing, Thrones Dragon. Game yeah, of Thrones. Game of, okay, so we got Daenerys Dragons. Okay, I'm going to go with that. Advantage Blazers. All right, I'm taking Houston. Uh, went to the Final Four last year. They've been an inconsistent team too, but and they've had a bunch of injuries, but I think that they'll probably beat UAB. UAB's got uh, the the jelly guy. I don't know if you guys even know what that is, but he's the guy who created the jelly layup. You know oh. what that is? Yeah, yeah. I, fun I do. fact for you. Fun fact for wow. you. Uh, I came ill right. prepared. I have the least amount of fun facts on this podcast by far. Oh, yeah, I only know that because i see it on the internet like i haven't watched you i was just on that. with chris and brent and i said you know every off season you've got to have a couple of things that you work on typically it's two and so i said for next year my interaction with iowa fans mm -hmm. we can get into this a little bit later when we pick their game I, I i realize i need to do more of that and then my i need to get my tie knot game for the broadcast up to brent bloom's level but i also think i need to have more uh fun facts to to bring to the to the table so I'm going to add a third and say more fun facts for next year. See, the thing is, Scott, Jeff and I don't have a life. Clearly <laughs> uh, you you've got your two little kids. You like, you have priorities. I mean, Jeff has a wife, but like, I think it's really just that me and him are just nerds. I spent an hour. To. I spent an hour researching the origin of team names for a podcast that people may or may not even like. That's what my <laughs> life is. So I feel like people are going to like this one, Jeff. I, I, I think you're really, I think you're going to bring some uh, listenership to this. Yeah. It, it, people will certainly be intrigued when they find out that Jeff is going to be on here. Uh, all right. Illinois and Chattanooga. Uh, I really like Illinois. I like Kofi Coburn. Uh, so I'm going to take the Illini. I think that they've got a chance to make a run here. Uh, what do you think, Scott? Uh, I'm with you, Jeff. Illini versus a mock. I don't know what a mock is, I guess. This is actually one of the most interesting ones because I actually dug into this one a little bit. So a mock was in 1997. I think they used to be the Braves. I didn't go that far back with Chattanooga, but I think they used to be the Braves. And then after like the, like realizing it was a little bit insensitive for whatever, where they came from, uh, they switched it to the mock, which is short for, I think it's the Mockingbird, which is basically the state bird of Tennessee. So it's a bird. Uh, but the Illinois fighting Illini, this is what becomes interesting. So the Illini were actually a group of in Indian tribes. So an Illini is in and of itself made up of a bunch of different tribes. So one Illini is already a unit of 12 to 13 Indian tribes. So fighting Illini is 13 tribes of Indians. So it's not just one Indian. It's not one fighting singular Illini. It's a fighting group of people versus a bird. So the Illini have a very strong case to move but the problem is their matchup is daenerys dragon in the second round so we've seen how that plays out but i mean not to spoil the round of 32 but the fighting they better have an assassin within that uh within yeah. the within those 12 or 13 tribes they better have an a, a trained assassin uh, game of thrones style if they're going to pull off that upset then 
I feel like UAB is going to win the national championship in Jeff's bracket somehow. And that is going to really make people mad considering our past history with UAB uh, around here. Uh, all right. Colorado state and Michigan. Um, I, I'm going to take Michigan here. I, I don't really know how to feel about this team, but I think Hunter Dickinson's the kind of guy that you can ride to a little bit of a run here. And I'm interested to see just, What's that team's mindset like after everything that's happened over the last several weeks? You got bounced in the tournament, uh, but I, I'll take Michigan just because, I mean, I don't know a ton about Colorado State at the end of the day, so I, I'll take the Big Ten team over over a Mountain West team in this scenario. I'm going to go Colorado State. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you. I haven't I, had again, many opportunities to pick again, to pick uh, contrary to what you've picked in the first round. Yeah. So I'm just going to take it just for that sake. I have not watched a Colorado State game this year. But uh, they, I do know they have Ali Farokmanesh, I believe, is one of their assistant coaches. He is. Yeah. He's uh, he's no, been known to get hot in March. So there, there's my logic on that one. There's, that's a good point. All right, what a, a Ram versus a Wolverine. Jeff. I think this is one of the actually the few that becomes a nat like you could literally have as a natural predator. So, yeah. and I think this is, we've seen how nature would handle this one. So Wolverine would actually eat a Ram and this is probably, yeah, the first one that you could actually see that happen in real life. Nature versus nurture lodge. Nature I have always wins. I have no idea what Jeff's reaction or what he's going to say about this next matchup. I imagine he's going to have some sort of joke. That's going to make me shake my head. Tennessee and Longwood uh in a 314 <laughs> game uh just give me tennessee tennessee just coming off winning the sec title they they actually tennessee maybe could fit into your category scott that you said is going to get hot and then they're going to lose in the first round uh yeah no i mean i that is kind of who i had in mind i i'm gonna just i decided i'm gonna take tennessee um but yeah anytime you win your conference conference championship uh you know you, you never, never know, know what can happen. Let down. Yeah, you never know what can happen. All right, Jeff, what do you have to say about Tennessee and Longwood? Okay, first off, what is my last name? I think we can avoid the jokes right now. I think we get it. We get it, Jared. We get it. Uh, so, if we're talking about the actual, a volunteer would be uh, the those that volunteered for the Revolutionary War. Those that from Tennessee with Andrew, or excuse me, the War of eighteen twelve with. Andrew Jackson and, and volunteered for service. So it's people with muskets back in the early How, they, they were, they were Andrew Jackson people. How have they not been canceled? Yeah. Again, we don't have to get into that, but for those that want history, Andrew Jackson, uh, polarizing, let's call it that. Uh, so volunteer. So guy with musket, uh, versus a Lancer is a warrior or battle soldier who had literally just has a spear basically. And just on horseback. So this is going to go one of two ways. If the musket is an accurate shot, advantage guy with gun, but because it's a musket, you have one shot and guy, I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take the Lancers because assuming the fact the musket's not going to hit your target guy with horse and spear is going to be much more accurate. So uh, advantage Lancer. All right. Loyal or Ohio state and Loyola. This is the easiest one of any upset to pick, which also makes me think that it will probably not happen. Uh, I'm taking Loyola in this game. I, I just don't see any way that, Ohio. I mean, I don't know. Loyola has just placed too good of a brand of basketball. I can't believe they were a 10 for one thing. And then the other thing is just, I think that Loyola is going to be favored anyway. So I'll take the Ramblers. I got Ohio state. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Loyola is a good team, Scott. I think you're going to be wrong. You're going to regret that pick. I'm telling I don't you right do, now. I don't disagree that they're uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like this is going to be the sexy upset pick. Yeah. And I just, I'll be honest, never been great at filling out brackets. Never, I've never done well on, on my bracket. And uh, I wanted to pick Loyola. And for that reason, I'm going with Ohio State. Okay, Jeff, Ramblers versus Buckeyes. It's a, a, it's a nut. Do you, know what a, do you know what the Ramblers, where that came from? No. That's a nickname for a homeless guy or a hobo. So Are you serious? Dead serious. It, it is, it, look it up. I mean, the Ramblers, it, they, uh, it, I don't remember what the exact terminology they use, but it's literally a hobo. So- um, and that's the term using the, from the article that I read that was actually from Loyola's university is the term hobo. So if that's insensitive in any way, just talk to Loyola, uh, but it's a nut versus a hobo. So this is the worst matchup. There is no chance that either one of these teams advance past anything, but a nut can't win. So I guess Loyola, 
All right, Villanova and Delaware. I don't think we really even need to spend much time on this. It's another wildcat uh, facing a, a bird. So we'll blue hen. It's a yeah. blue bird. It's a, yep. it's a blue chicken, but it still gets eaten. Sorry, Joe Flacco uh, and Joe Biden, I guess. Moving on to uh, well, the Villanova's end of the next round. I assume you're going to pick Villanova, Scott. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I figure we need to pick up the pace here a little bit. Uh, all right, Kansas. Uh, we're just going to move Kansas into the next round since they're playing a play-in game winner. Uh, San Diego State, the Aztecs up against Creighton. Uh, what do you think of this one, Scott? We obviously I got Creighton. Yeah, I, I think they've they're they've done really well for themselves this year. I think Max done a really good job with this team. Uh, I liked studying this team when I was getting ready for the Iowa State game, and uh, I think they're going to get this one done. Yeah, they're playing good ball right now too. Played their way into the Big East uh, Big East title game. Uh, Blue Jays versus Aztecs. Do I need to ask? It's a it's a tiny bird. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Well, this is when Scott Christopherson shines. <laughs> Iowa taking on Richmond. Uh, the Hawkeyes coming off of winning the Big Ten tournament title. Keegan Murray might be the best player in the country. I'm taking Iowa in this game. Scott, what do you think of the, the Hawkeyes and Spiders? Man, of course I'm going to Richmond. Um, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Iowa's playing great ball. They're a very good team. A lot of really good players. Of course I'm taking Richmond. They're coming. They just, I mean, they're going to have a parade tomorrow in Iowa city. I think after winning the big 10 tournament, um, they're going to be distracted. I think, I think the spiders are going to get them. And that, that, that is coming from the needle neck nerd himself. Are you pencil neck nerd? Pencil, pencil neck, neck, pencil, yeah, neck. pencil neck, right. man. Still getting used to my new name. Christopherson is going to be, like one of the true villains of all of the Hawkeye messages. See, this is the thing that I, I, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this. It was like, I love it. I mean, rule number one on Twitter, right? Like don't take anything personal. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like I, th there was nothing more enjoyable than going into Iowa's building and being the villain in the back and forth. And I just think Iowa fans, it's nothing personal, but it's fun to mix it up with you. So let's just, let's have some fun. It's right? a lot more like, fun. You can lay into me. You're not going to offend me. I promise you, no matter what you say about me, but you're going to go down this week. And that's just it's, how that's going to go down. It's a lot more fun when you don't have to talk to those people every single day too. I imagine for you where you do not live with, you know, Hawkeye fans everywhere. Now, this is also true. I don't, like, I don't like have Jeff to, I, I don't have to live in it. Yeah. 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 All right, Jeff, what's a, a Hawkeye versus a spider? Yeah, it's a lot less fun when you have them in your family or next door or <laughs> work with a bunch of them. So you have to be a little more – I personally feel like I'm being a little more politically correct than go, go for it. But it is fun whenever we get to Cyhawk Week personally to show uh, a picture of me carrying the Cyhawk trophy out of Kinnick Stadium. There is That's always a fun retort. Yeah, kind of I mean, it's – There you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a spider. I mean, yes, if you get the right bite, the right kind of spider, but – I don't, it, Hawkeyes is actually a really weird thing. I mean, you can look at this, basically it's the last of the Mohicans. It's a character from the last of the Mohicans, which is a scout with a rifle. Eventually, uh, I don't know. We don't need to spend too much time on it. All right. I'm, I'm taking an upset in this next one. Uh, Hendo in South, South Dakota state. I don't think South Dakota state has lost since like November uh, at this point, uh, come into the tournament at 30 and four. So I'll take the Jack rabbits to, to get past, uh, Providence, even though Ed Cooley has done a great job with that team this year. Scott, what do you think? I'm going to go with Providence, but I, I gotta say, so happy for Eric Henderson. There's never been a more feared player on any Iowa state scout team in the last 25 years than Eric Henderson. When I played at Iowa state, I've seen that guy give first round picks buckets day after day after day. And I couldn't be happier for him and the success he's having at South Dakota state. All right. What do we think, Jeff? Uh, the, uh, a monk versus a rabbit. Yeah. So again, not another, not a strength of schedule here, but I, I think you have to take monk because I don't know what a rabbit can even do. Aren't monks like pacifists though. Yeah. But like push comes to shove, I guess you have to for the sake of the exercise. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Iowa State and LSU. Uh, we talked about this one. Scott and I talked about this one earlier. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa State to win. I think there's a lot going on for LSU right now, and uh, I think Iowa State can come out and win this game. Scott, what do you think? Make your picks. I'm taking the Cyclones. Yep, yep. All right, Jeff. Cyclones versus Tigers? Big advantage, Iowa State. Mother Nature always wins. All right. Wisconsin and Colgate. Uh, I'm taking the Badgers. Uh, I, what is Colgate's mascot? 
They are the Raiders. Okay. So, you, I think Jeff, Scott and I are probably in unison again here. Uh, okay. So what, who you got in this one then? The Badgers or the Raiders? Guy with gun. Advantage guy with gun. Advantage guy with gun. Tough, it's a tough animal, but guy with gun. All right. Uh, USC and Miami. Uh, more weather patterns here. Is, is this going to be a hurricane upset? It's an upset. It's not an upset. A hurricane versus a Trojan. Yes. Advantage weather. Again, we, we just talked about this. Okay. Fair enough. What do you think, Scott? I got USC. Yeah. I'm taking USC too. Uh, Auburn and Jacksonville state tiger versus uh, I think Jacksonville state's the Gamecocks. So yep. uh, yeah, we'll take, we'll do that one. All right. We've already gone almost 45 minutes. Scott and I still need to record our beginning portion of this podcast. So we're going to cut it off there and we'll have you back on later. Does that sound good, Jeff? <laughs> I don't know if everybody wants that, then great. I'm going to probably fill the rest of this out so I can get this entered because the funny thing about this is I probably will place in the middle of like 50th percentile of this pick with complete nonsense in the bracket, like in the bracket standings. So again, your research on this is impeccable, man. I mean, I've learned more in this hour than I have in several collegiate courses I took. Hear that, Jared? Somebody values me. Somebody thinks I'm good. Thank you, Jeff, for for (laughs) being here. I appreciate you, buddy. Yep, you're welcome. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Peace.